0: You know, the Bible says, by the word of the Lord. I want you to turn with me over to 2 Kings, chapter 5. By the word of the Lord, it says, the heavens and the earth were made, and all the host of them. You know, when the word of the Lord comes, we're privileged. Did you know that? The word of the Lord always brings change. You will never remain the same when the word of the Lord comes. We find here in Second Kings chapter 5, a statement is made and it says this, verse 1. Now Naaman, the commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master, because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. And he was also a mighty man in valor. Now, some of y'all are going to learn I'm a little weird, okay? But God loves weirdos, and it's okay. I'm just a simple country boy, so God's got to explain things to me pretty simple, so I get it. And then I get to tell you what God told me, so it makes it really easy, you know? Naaman has got it all. You know that? Second biggest house in town. Why, he's got a new car in every one of the six-car garage he's got. And girls, he's got a closet eight feet wide, 24 feet long. Why, he doesn't have to wear the same robe twice in the whole year. And shoes, why, he could open his own Payless shoes door he's got money in the bank, he's got a house out in the country I mean, he's got friends, you know, good morning Mr. Naaman good morning, uh, uh, You're glad to see you, you know, and people would drop his name as if that would get them things, you know, they do that in Hollywood too, did you know that? A lot of people, they, they name dropping. and sometimes it'll get them a job, sometimes it'll get them a loan, you know I've noticed, by the way, God's a name dropper, did you ever notice that? God says, I'm the God of Abraham. I'm the God of Isaac. Now, you know, every once in a while, he would say, I'm the God of Jacob. Now, I used to wonder about that one. Why would he use that one? You know, after all, Jacob means con man, thief, one who gets by deception. And God says, I'm the God of Jacob? I mean, if you're going to add luster to your name, I mean, why not, I'm the God of Mary? You know, a woman that was so pure, she got to bear the very embryo of his son. But the God of Jacob, I wonder, why would he use that? And one day he was showing me in the Bible, and uh, he said, Jack, the reason I say I'm the God of Jacob is I keep bad company. That's why I'm hanging out with you. I said, oh, okay, thank you, God. I'm glad you hang out with me. That's pretty neat that you keep company with even bad guys. Naaman has everything. He's got sometimes things we sacrifice our health to get. Sometimes people sacrifice their families to get. He's got what everybody seems to want in this world. But he's got a little problem. What's the last four words there? Mm, and what does that mean? Huh? Yeah, ooh, yeah. Come on, what does that mean? Little three-letter word. He's gonna die. Hello, are y'all on the same page with me? Come on. He's gonna die. Amen. He's, he's got everything, and he's going to die. Do you ever notice sometimes when you get it, it wasn't near as good as the wanting it? You ever notice that? I can remember when I was younger, I wanted a 57 Thunderbird so bad, I just about did anything to get it. And when I finally got one, I thought, man, this thing rides worse than a Jeep. You know? I know none of y'all ever go to movies, but, you know, the Titanic... One of the stories they didn't tell, you know, that band that was downstairs playing all of the latest music, you know, was now upstairs playing Nearer My God to Thee. And one of the richest men in the world was on board that ship. And out over the dark black air, you could hear him say, all of my millions would I trade for one more day to live. Sometimes you can have it all and it don't mean much, does it? The only thing that means anything is our relationship with Jesus. That's what really means something. I want you to notice in verse 2 and the Syrians had gone out on a raid and brought back a captive, a young girl from the land of Israel and she waited on Naaman's wife. Now think about it. Here's this girl no friends, no family, far away from home, and here she is, a servant in the house that captured her. Now she's got every reason to give a good news story, doesn't she? Huh? You know, I'll bet they weren't even paying her minimum wage. What do you bet? You know? I mean, why, if anything, you'd think she'd want to get rid of them. But you know, I've discovered something. When Jesus gets down in your heart, It's hard to keep your mouth shut. Hello. You know? And here, she had been raised in a home where she'd been taught about God and taught about Jesus. And it was down in her heart. And so here is the very captive that brought her to work in their house. And what does she say? She says to him, verse 3, She said to her mistress, if only the master were with the prophet in Samaria, for he would heal him of leprosy. Now, is that good news or bad news? It's good news, isn't it? I mean, it's news that could save his life, right? By the way, we all have a good news we could tell somebody. Uh, The name happens to be Jesus. Now, I know some of you say, Jack, there's no way I could get up and preach a sermon like you. I know that. But let me tell you something. I want to send you home so you can be a witness this coming week, all right? Are you all ready? We're going to have witness practice. I want you to look at somebody else and do this. Yeah. Come on. If you don't do it, I'm going to wait for you. Come on, look at somebody and smile. All right. Now, I know right away you think, oh, this guy really is crazy. But I'm going to tell you something. You know, if you walk around with a smile on your face all the time, somebody's going to say, are you always happy? And you can say, yes. And they'll say, why? And you can say, Jesus loves me. Amen. And you just witnessed, boy, that was hard, wasn't it? Huh? You know, people in the world want to smile. We need to give them a reason to smile. Hear the little maid tells it. You know, I'm surprised how fast news travels. You know, good news. I want you to know the very next thing is the king of Syria. He says, I want you to go. I want you to go right now. I'm going to give you some gold. I'm going to give you some silver. I'm going to give you... Do you think the king liked Naaman? Obviously he did, didn't he? And so here he sends Naaman to be able to... uh, Get healed of his leprosy because he loves him and wants him to be with him and take care of him. And so Naaman heads for Israel. Now you notice the king of Syria wrote a letter to who? Huh? Who do you write a letter to? Verse 7. Come on, you can talk. I know you're taught in church, don't talk, but it's okay. I give you permission. Okay? Who did he write a letter to? The king of Israel. Now let me ask you a question. Out of all the people in the entire land of Israel, who should have known where to send Naaman? The king of Israel. Don't you think he should have known? But you know, sometimes we can get so important, we think the buck stops with us. Hello? Hello? Here the king was so high up on the ladder that he thought that there was nothing nobody could go to but him and he didn't have any answer. Have you ever met somebody like that? You know, I've been in some places where you know, they want to be able to um, you know, correct the president because he keeps getting out of line all the time. You know? I like what Elijah did. He immediately got a petition together and started having everybody sign it so he could get rid of this no good king of Israel. Is that what he did? (laughs) Anybody know the story? What did he do? He came to the king and he said, Why have you torn your clothes? Please let him come to me and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. What did he do? He said, Listen, the buck doesn't stop with you. Why didn't you just send him to me? You know, sometimes we can just point out somebody did something wrong and point them back in the right direction. Amen? I know none of us have ever done anything wrong. But, you know, we have to pray for those who have. You know what I mean? So, you know, sometimes it's not the fact that we did something wrong, it's the way somebody points it out. Wouldn't you agree with that? And all, all Elijah did was say, come on, why did you do that? You know better than that. Now here's Naaman now. He's now headed in the right direction. He's going to Elijah's house. But now, (laughs) it's you. Come on, you can come on up here. You ain't going to bother me. Elijah doesn't live in town. Hello? He lives out on one of these gravel roads, you know, and, and it's got potholes. And as he's driving along, his chariot, you know, hits these potholes. And every now and then, a brush slaps him in the face. And he begins to think, I wonder if this guy can really cure leprosy. Now, if he can really cure leprosy, how come he doesn't live in town? Why, he could name his price. He could get any amount of money he wants. How come he doesn't have the biggest house in town? Why am I going out this little old country road? Have you ever had Satan try to discourage you? (laughs) He'll use anything. You know what I'm saying? He'll try to make you so low that you can't see over the back of a worm. And you'll question everything. And that's what he's doing to Naaman. Naaman finally arrives at Elijah's house. And then what does Elijah do? He sends out a servant. And tells him to go wash in the Jordan River seven times and he'll be clean. Now, I want to ask you first, is that a good message or a bad message? It's a good message, amen. It's a message of life, isn't it? I mean, if you had terminal cancer and somebody told you to go over here and jump in the river seven times and you'd be healed, how many of you would go? How about if it was a servant of God told you to go? <laughs> or would you think, is this guy crazy? I've never heard of such junk as that. What, it's a good message, right? What does it do to Naaman? Look at it. Naaman gets mad. <laughs> and he says, doesn't he even know who I am? He hasn't even got the courtesy to come out here and talk to me himself. He sends out a servant. And then what does he tell me to do? He tells me to go get in the Jordan River seven times. The Jordan River's filthy. Why would I go do that if I want to be clean, jump in dirty water? This is crazy. I'd have to be an idiot to do this. And he turns around and he's mad and he's headed for home. And he says, I'm going to go back and get my army. I'm going to come back here. I'm going to level this place. I'll teach them to be discourteous to me. They don't know who they're dealing with. Now, by the way, has he got that right? Hello? Are you all out there yet? Has he got that right? Yes, he does. God will never force you to do anything, and there's going to be things in your life that you're going to even question if you had any intelligence if you do it. I'll tell you that. You'll find it in here. You'll think you're insane if you do some of the things God asks you to do, okay? And there are going to be friends know you've gone to the blinking side, and they need to call you a psychiatrist, okay? I'll just tell you that in advance. God doesn't work the way we think He ought to work, you know. And so Naaman is headed for home, but he's still got a problem. We can always turn and run from God, but we've still got a problem. We're going to take our problem with us. And, you know, I thank God for servants. You know, His servant comes to Him in verse 13. He said, my father, if the prophet had told you to do some great thing, would you not have done it? How much more then when he says to you, wash and be clean? <laughs> Naaman stops, thinks about it for a minute, turns around and heads for the Jordan River. Now you've got to picture this. I think he's got both heels stuck in the sand he is not going willingly he is coming up with all kinds of reasons why he shouldn't do this i mean if i'm gonna go get in water and i'm gonna be clean why not the river faux it's a beautiful clean flowing river i mean if you're gonna get clean you gotta get in clean water i mean the jordan river is a muddy mess I'm telling you, this is stupid. And besides that, just get into water seven times and I'm going to be healed? Why didn't he come out and lay hands on me? How come he didn't, you know, ask God to heal me? I gotta go get in dirty water? This is the stupidest thing. I can't even believe I got a PhD and I'm gonna go get in some muddy water. Yeah, this is nuts. He finally pulls up, you know, the Jordan River and the skippers are on the water and the frogs slide off, you know, and, and he sees a snake slither away, you know. He can smell it clear up here because this particular time of the year, it isn't flowing. Sometimes it gets stagnant, see. He looks down there and he says, Oh brother, I can't believe I ain't gonna take my coat and get my coat in that water. Why, Tide will never ever take that stuff out. And I just bought these shoes. I'm not doing that one, you know. And so, you know, he walks down and the mud squishes up between his toes, you know, and, and the the bugs are all there and squirming around, you know, and, and uh oh brother. <sighs> Oh, 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 man, yeah, I'm wonderful now. I'm not only sick, I'm dirty. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm getting, but he said, so. oh, nuts. Uh, uh, and he notices a little, you know, pink on the water. You know, he begins to bleed a little bit. And, and uh, you know, sins aren't forgiven without the shedding of blood, you know. Uh, uh, but he notices a little different. He goes, wow. <laughs> hey, I'm clean. I clean. I did everything the Lord asked me to do. And I'm clean. Yes. Are you willing to do everything the Lord asked you to do? Even if it sounds crazy. Father, many things I find in your word. That as a human, I question what you tell me. Forgive me. Forgive each one of us. Help us to learn to trust and obey. Because you only want the good things for us. Sometimes, Father, in our reasoning, it just doesn't sound reasonable. But you say it. You ask us to be peculiar in this world. Not peculiar because we walk backwards or we got purple hair, but because we have a smile on our face. And we can testify that you love us. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.